everybody, and welcome to Saturday Night Rewind. I am here with Randall McDonald. And I'm here with Brian Paradise. We're here to talk about Season 46, Episode 9 from December thir- uh, December 19th, and this is uh, with host Kristen Wiig and musical guest Dua Lipa, mm-hmm. which almost every- I'm 50-50 on that name. I, I Most of the time when I write it, it's Dia Lupa, which is wrong. Oh, yeah. I, but you said it right. I did. I did. You know, it was a coin toss in my yeah. head and it came out right this time. <laughs> so, Randall, what did you think about this episode? I like this episode. It was a delightful episode. Good way to close out the year. Uh, what I really liked about it was we saw a lot of different cast members. Yeah, I feel like the the kind of load was well spread out. There's a couple yeah. of people that have been unavailable, it seems, most of the season. No Cecily, no 80. But I think, it, you, to your point, it really highlighted the three new folks yeah. and a, a kind of wider base of the cast. I, I feel now, more than I did eight episodes ago, nine episodes ago, who the next round of kind of anchors are going to be for the cast. Mm, okay. And we can kind of talk about that as we go through the sketches. But I, I, I feel like, oh, I, and I think this is what happens whenever you have cast transition. And I know this has been... Um, maybe something of a longer one over yeah. the last five years or so. But it feels like, oh, these are the people that are going to be carrying the show. When people like AD, Kate, Cecily, Keenan, that kind of guard moves on with their careers. Yeah. Um, I could see, I, I now have a better idea of who's going to be filling in those shoes because I am not confident that Kate's coming back next year. Yeah. Just because she's so good and she's so prominent and she's done well outside of SNL already with movies, I could see her moving on. Yeah. And now I think I have a better idea of who's going to be filling in those shoes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, getting with this episode, and I have a Kristen Wiig problem, and yes. I think we talked about that last week, that a lot of she does a lot of recurring characters, and a lot of her recurring characters I do not like. <laughs> and that is my fault. That that is that's not a judgment against her, the judgment against my taste. Mm-hmm. So what I really liked about this episode, so I guess maybe my um my expectations were a little lowered and I just had a good time in just about every sketch uh, and aspect of the show, which I, I think I thought was very strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a strong show, strong way to end out this horrible year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely felt like the Christmas episode. Yeah. Uh, there's some very specific Christmas sketches. We start with the cold open. This is Pence getting the vaccine shot, which I guess is a thing that happened this week. But what I liked about it, it wasn't like a beat for beat recreation maybe it was i know they're kind of playing on him wearing uh short sleeves yeah and one of the things i guess he said in real life which i found out after i watched the sketch was that he after he got the shot he said uh, i feel nothing which they play on uh, a little bit in this sketch but it's back back as pence and we had mikey as the uh, health official giving him the shot and lauren with uh playing uh karen pence (laughs) who uh, in this sketch is a mute. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we, we're not sure if she can talk or not or has opinions. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, there's some good lines. They're still playing the um, Mike Pence is uh, a closeted uh, homosexual, which is why he is so hostile to gay people. That's mm-hmm. the theory, I guess, but that's the one they're going with. One of the great lines that they had 
is that he's been working out lifting weights in the driveway like Kevin Spacey in uh, American Beauty, <laughs> which just has like a lot of layers <laughs> yeah. to that joke. And he said that's where the similarities stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, and then, yeah. Uh, oh, and then they, again, playing with the uh, Pence's closeted, re- he apparently really wanted uh, to get the shot in his butt. And yeah. uh, he had a line, if you're a doctor, you can go right in. He puts a, a towel in his mouth as <laughs> if to deal with the, the 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 rectal trauma. So it was like a whole thing. And I, unfortunately, that also led to Beck playing with his zipper a lot in the rest of the scene. Oh, yeah. You noticed that. I did. Yeah. He's constantly fiddling with that belt. Yeah. I, uh, th- that was uh, distracting. <laughs> it was. And then we got... Uh, uh, Maya back as Kamala, mm-hmm. and then not Jim Carrey as Biden. We saw the premiere of Alex Moffat's Biden. Yeah, and uh, I actually got a notification from the Hollywood Reporter before the episode air. I meant to send it to you, and it was like, Jim Carrey's not coming back. And I was like, oh, you know, because I'm excited for no celebrities just so that we can see what this cast can do. And I was very pleased to see Alex do his uh, Biden. Yeah, and I what I liked about it is to w- for Jim Carrey's point where he's like, I, I did it for this thing. He did the six episodes. He's done now. Yeah, like uh, I think that they learned their lesson where they got boxed in with uh, Alec Baldwin playing Trump. Where like, j- God, they just could have had it be Daryl Hammond, and it would have been fine. Yeah, because uh, he's already there. Yeah, doing the, he's already there doing the the voiceover for the for the cast. But I liked that they handed it off. I liked that they kind of made a Colonel Sanders actor joke, talking <laughs> about that it's every time it's a new person because it's been in recent memory in the last I think calendar year it's been Jason Sudeikis, Woody Harrelson, Jim Carrey, and now Alex Moffat. So four people playing the same character, which is what which I think also puts. Uh, makes the point it's not that hard to do a a biden impression so why did you hire out for that yeah yeah i don't know why and if you go on tiktok too there's a million biden impressionists well it's so funny (laughs) because like i really enjoyed uh colbert's take on the character where he just like have you seen him yeah yeah he just like puts on aviators and put has like a half smile and calls everybody jack yeah and i think so it's like he is such a normal human being that you can play him however you want, I guess. Yeah. What did you think about the entrance that he did, the Willy Wonka? Uh, I thought that was very cool. So yeah. him with his uh, his boot. Uh, Harris says that we're on day minus 40 and you've already broken your foot. <laughs> so that, that was nice. Uh, I wrote that down. Uh, does the, the Willy Wonka intro. Uh, and then Kate comes in as Rudy. Uh, they keep playing the smears down his face thing from uh, that press conference a week or so ago. Yeah. Uh, and talked about how his fluids were trying to leave his body when he was in the Borat movie. He wasn't trying to tuck his pants in. He was trying to tuck his blood back in. Right. <laughs> so, and then uh, we had Keenan as Ben Carson, who I kind of forgot about. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of what the joke was, too, was even Carson forgot <laughs> yeah. like, why he was there. <laughs> For uh, for the record, he is in charge of housing and urban development. <laughs> that is the job he's supposed to be doing in this administration. Does he know that? <laughs> uh, I mean, probably not. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was fine. It was a little 
uh, technically clunky at times with um, yeah. some editing, not editing, uh, kind of direction issues and being at the wrong camera and stuff. It felt a little loose, but it was fine. Like it was a good cold open. I, I'm glad we don't. Oh man, I'm just. I think they made a conscious decision that we are not doing Trump anymore. Yeah, because they absolutely could have done Trump any of these last three episodes. Yeah, and I think that giving both Alec Baldwin has clearly hung up his like Trump spurs. Like he is done with that. It's, yes. It would seem. And then uh, I think he's such a hard character to not a hard character parody, but like I don't know. He likes the attention, so I think the the show is choosing not to give it to him. Yeah. Which I really appreciate. Yeah, and, and we've talked about it throughout this season, is it's really hard to parody a parody. I yeah. mean, just anything that he says or does is already a joke and kind of ridiculous, and then to try to make that ridiculous and a joke, it doesn't work. Yeah, it's hard to put spin on what is already absurd. Yeah. So then we get to the monologue with uh, Kristen Wiig and... Thus ends our streak of people doing this on their own. I guess, well, that, that happened last week with Timothy Chalamet. Uh, not a surprise Mm-mm. that she brought on some friends. And I'm glad that it was just Maya who um, was already there. It wasn't like, oh, let's bring on some additional like cast members from when I was here. Yeah. So it was just... Uh, so, Kristen, uh, I really did appreciate how sincerely she uh, likes the show. She said that both at the beginning and in the good nights that mm-hmm. she feels like this is home and it's nice to be home for the holidays. And I really did like that sentiment. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was very sweet and you can just tell that she loves being there and everyone loves it when she's around. Yeah. I, I could almost see with some of the sketches, the certainly the female cast members were kind of, admiring her mm-hmm. as she was working. Yeah, I think I, I think Kate uh really looks up to Kristen. And I and I think you could see that. Like oh, yeah. there's almost like this Jedi and <laughs> Pad one like well, she's normally so cool in sketches. Kate is a very good Yeah. Like she rarely breaks Wayne we notice notwithstanding. Yeah. <laughs> so to have her just Almost like over exuberant, where she couldn't control her body. Yeah. Uh, during this, uh, during this monologue, like she just seems so unpolished in a in a very charming way. She was. It seemed like she was very excited to share the stage with her. Oh yeah, and with Maya as well, because those two are such a great duo. Yes, I, I don't think I appreciated Maya enough when she was on the show. I think mm. uh, I kind of rediscovered her through The Good Place. Uh, have you watched a good place? I've seen like three episodes. Okay, so I need I need. To I think watch we it. need to stop this recording, and you <laughs> need to watch all four seasons of the Good Place. All right, we'll be right back. They're, they're on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, but she plays a character there, and she's just so so good on mm. the Good Place. Um, and so that's made me kind of like look back a little bit with some of her SNL stuff, and I I really do like her. Um, and in what she does, so I guess the the premise of what we're doing is Kristen saying how happy she is, is to be back. She mentioned she has twins. Does not mention Wonder Woman at all. She's got a thing to promote. Right. Does not mention it. Um, and then she has a nice uh, kind of bit where she's talking off screen, uh, off stage to her um, assistant Glenn. Yeah. Which I thought was nice and kind of, her, that is the brand of Kristen that I like, where she is 
absurd and kind of uh, kind of very specific. Yeah, I think that whenever she does stuff like that, it, it reminds me of just the female version of Will Ferrell. Oh yeah, well, uh, that, I think you're referring to that like get off the shed thing that yeah, he did yeah, for yeah. his um, his audition, and he did a couple of times. For yeah, just very specifically talking to somebody that's not there. Yeah, but even just their comedy in general, like the characters that they play, are very just absurd and specific and either you love them or you hate them. <laughs> right. And this is where, you know, she's not doing a shtick. Like, I guess everything's a shtick. But she's not doing anything that would then lead to a catchphrase or anything mm-hmm. like that. She's just, there's this very nice specific bit about this fictional, fictitious person <laughs> that she's not talking to. So yeah. I thought that was great. And then it go, um, and then they start, she starts singing her favorite things, which I get, I do not ex- accept the premise that this is a Christmas song, even though I know that it is. I didn't realize it was a Christmas song. It's become one. I think it's the wrapping of the presents stuff. But like, I oh. hear it on Christmas radio, and I do not agree. Yeah. Um, so she starts singing my favorite things from Sound of Music with lo- wrong lyrics, things that she actually likes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Maya comes on stage. They kind of pal around for a bit. And then Maya does the same thing, saying, oh, no, no, you're singing the wrong lyrics. And then she sings additional wrong lyrics mm-hmm. that were very funny. Uh, I did not write any of them down. I like them. Yeah. Uh, and Maya, you know, being an actual vocalist is great. And she's just so, and just the way she like over pronounces things and just her presence on stage oh, is yeah. just magnetic. I love Maya. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Kate comes on, starts singing the correct lyrics and they, they really like lean into her, like, how dare you do that? And that say something, so it's kind of racist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Kate starts doing the right thing, which is singing the wrong lyrics, the things that she actually does like. Yeah. Uh, and it was all food that she had, I guess, had re- recently eaten. Yeah. Uh, they cut unnecessarily to Santa drinking uh, eggnog out of a wine glass. Yeah. Who was that? I don't know. I was like, that's got to be like some kind of inside joke that just went over everybody's head. Yeah, that the Santa is a friend of Lorne and drinking eggnog out of a wine glass. And I get like, maybe they're making like a Lorne... Maybe, yeah. ...joke, because he'll he'll drink sherry backstage. Yeah. And maybe that was Lorne in a Santa suit. It didn't seem like it was one of the other... No. Members. Yeah, it was somebody. I, I we. I'm gonna have to go back and try to figure that out. Who the hell knows? But it did not work. Whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, especially because like they stayed on him like a hair too long, and then he like kind of awkwardly left kind of stage slash camera. Yeah. And then when they went back to them, there was like a one second too long of a pause before they got back into it. Yeah. Uh, and then it ends with like a nice harmony. Yeah. Like it was. What's cool is that like, Kate is a musician. Uh, Maya is a vocalist. Kristen can hang. They were doing harmonies, kind of in a couple of places throughout. I think they end on a nice three-part harmony, so it sounded good. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kristen did a lot of musical sketches in her time as a cast member. Um, certainly with her and Amy and and Maya being like a good trio. Um, they they were replaying Santa's My Boyfriend on Twitter, the SNL account, which oh, okay. is a great. Yeah, I love great, that. Uh, Christmas. Uh, SNL sketch. I noticed that at the end of this, when she was going into, we have a great show, stick around. She she started to say good night, mm. like 
I didn't notice that. I I, I did notice a, like a, like a fumble. I didn't realize yeah. that's what she was yeah, saying. Yeah, she started to say good night, and then she like corrected herself like mid, and I was that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> she just got mixed up where she was in the show. Uh, so uh, yeah, I thought it was a strong monologue. the The general theme of the show was I was having a good time, which mm-hmm. I was very happy about. Um, and then I saw the first sketch, which was Secret Word, and I was like, God damn it, I hate this <laughs> sketch. Um, it redeemed itself. So the Secret Word is one of her recurring characters where she is this actress on a passphrase. I think that's the name of the game show. Yeah. Style game show. Yeah. Or uh, or like Pyramid, one of those where like you you are trying to get somebody to guess a word. Yeah, with a celebrity or... Yeah. Yeah. I think that's Password. password yeah, Password, yeah. Is the name of the sketch or the actual game show. Um, so it's Keenan is the host. Typically that is Hater. Or in the past, it was Hater when they mm-hmm. were all cast members. Then we have uh, Mindy Saint Whatever, who is this 40s, 50s era actress who's very um, uh, overdramatic and specific and whatever. And then there's two contestants, which is uh, Lauren and Andrew and bless them. They barely said any words during yeah. the whole sketch. And then uh, the other celebrity was Kate as uh, this rec- recluse Hungarian actress. And I think that she stole the sketch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, that the differences between the two characters made it you know, it, it exaggerated each character better and, and made them look funnier in their own way. I think part of my problem with this sketch is that it really annoys me that she is bad at this game. And like the so Chris, so Kristen's character just says the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- that is the sk- that is why <laughs> she is dumb. And then goes off on these tangents of these very, very specific, funny um, shows that she's been in. Uh-huh. And like, I think my initial bumping against it, I forgot what I like about this sketch is the ridiculous shows that she's been in and the descriptions that she creates. Yeah. And then what really made this work is like you said, that Kate's character was the complete opposite energy. She was just kind of like this muttering quasi Germanic character <laughs> and they reveal that she's like the leading comic actress even though she's just like this fatalist kind of character and that i really liked yeah yeah almost like a debbie downer type character yeah yeah um uh at one point she uh so a couple of the lines i picked out is after Kristen had described one of the shows she had been in the new york times said uh-oh <laughs> and uh I forget what prompted this, but Kate at some point says, I have nothing left to give. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was very uh, good. Oh, oh, and one of my uh, favorite is, uh, uh, I forget what prompted this, but Kristen says basically that's what I said in my very first Hollywood orgy. Oh, yeah. Which got a great reaction. And she's like, you got a network. Yeah, yeah you got a <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. The setup to that was was brilliant or like you got to wait your turn or something yeah or, something like that Are yeah you, so it was i thought the writing was really good for this iteration of this sketch yeah uh and went in some very interesting places which is what made me uh like it more than i thought it was going to and then also i thought this was going to be like all right so now we're just doing all of her characters and that did not turn it out didn't the way. yeah yeah um and we got a rimming joke in Yes, rimming the tree. Which 
classic. Got, like, all right. <laughs> like, so I think that that uh, th- they went some interesting places with this with this sketch, which I appreciated. It wasn't it wasn't just uh, Kristen Hamming, which I I don't have as much patience for. Huh. It was just it it was a good balance, and the writing was very strong. Yeah, and also I, I want to give credit to Keenan because he's yeah. just so good at. Sometimes when a joke doesn't work, cutting to him and seeing his reaction then all of a sudden makes the joke work. Yes. Yeah, he does he does good kind of reactions and then uh the, she's apparently uh Kristen's character is apparently in this um like Hindu show. Mhm. <laughs> and uh I think this is what prompts that is not okay this is from Keenan. That is not okay even for the time we're supposed to be in, which was <laughs> nice kind of fourth wall breaky stuff too. Yeah, yeah, cuz it was what the 60s 70s. I mean, it's supposed to look I think like the 40s, uh, not the 40s, it was like 50s 60s. Yeah, yeah. Uh and she's this actress from the 40s and 50s. And just having that kind of knowing thing I thought was very cool. Yeah, yeah. Um then we get to a, a film sketch. The Christmas morning song was amazing. I sent it to my mom. Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, sorry, mom. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's much to say about this other than it's just it's this really exuberant kind of music number where uh, Beck, Kyle, Chloe, and Kristen are a family. Beck is the dad. Kyle and Chloe are the kids. And Kristen's mom. And... Uh, it's all the things that they've gotten for Christmas. And we realize that all Kristen has gotten is a robe <laughs> and they just get these escalatingly exa- uh, great gifts. Yeah. And we just keep on getting back to her with her robe and she's got this great, sad, resigned mom thing going on. Uh, we, my wife and I yesterday watched, um, Love Actually, so kind of okay. reminded me of like Emma Thompson's character at the yeah. end, just like a little dead inside. <laughs> and uh, and then she, <laughs> then we have the revelation that when we think we're going to start talking about the gifts from mom, we go to the gifts for the dog, which I guess is uh, Chloe Feynman's real life dog. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep, that's uh, cool. And he, uh, the dog also got a robe. So yeah, so the d- mom is uh, on a lower level than the dog, and then so I just thought it was. Really nicely executed, escalated really well. Ah, it was so funny. It was was such a good, honest sketch. And then at the very end, even they're doing these nice sentimental things at the end. Just, hey, get your mom more than just a robe. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They do a lot for you. (laughs) I I really liked it. Yeah. Um, But again, like I didn't write any of the things down because it was going too fast. Yeah. It was very good. Oh, and it was only like a two minute sketch. Yes. Which. Okay. In and out, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the next one is Christmas Eve 47. I had no idea where this was going, and I loved it. <laughs> this is the the uh, USO one, right? Yeah, talk to me yeah. about this one. So it starts off like a, like a classic like 1940s, 1950s movie, mm-hmm. where like kind of like a Bob Hope, uh, Crosby-type movie, where I think it's Mooney and Beck are kind of yeah. dancing for the troops. And uh, the next person who is going to entertain the troops is Kristen Wiig's uh, character. What was her name? Oh, I just wrote that she was the nurse. She was the nurse, yeah. right, yeah. And uh, she picks a volunteer who is uh, um, Yang. Bowen Yang. Yeah, and uh, 
he's supposedly the toughest guy in the in the uh, the troop or the platoon. Yeah, really the platoon. And they get up and they do a. <laughs> Is this a real song? I don't know. Because I tried looking it up and I could not. I I I. It seemed like it was a real song. Yeah, because what I think is so cool about the sketch is that they're doing the snappy kind of 40s, kind of fast-talking My Gal Friday dialogue. Right. And then they do this music number, which is clearly inspired, to me, seems like it's inspired by like a 90s, early turn of the century, like hip-hop song yeah. with like a story yeah. about infidelity and what have you. And for whatever reason, the roles are reversed. So Bowen is the female <laughs> in the story, and Kristen is the male. Yeah. And what's great about it, and what I really liked about it, is that instead of what is this nonsense that we're watching, because th there's like a bunch of the other male actors in the kind of audience, for lack of a better word. So like uh, Andy and Mikey and Kyle kind of comes back in, and Alex yeah. is the general. So they're all watching this, and it could very easily have been they're cutting to them, and they're like, what is this? But instead, they're cutting to them, and they're like super invested in the story <laughs> yeah. of their like dance number, which was amazing. Yeah, I thought that is a very good choice. That's a, a good thing that you pointed out because I didn't realize that like that was way more interesting to watch them be like, hold on, here comes the X. And like Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, so that's what I liked about it is that it was it was not look at these weirdos. It was really embracing what they were doing, which yeah. I really liked. And no like commentary on Bowen at all. Like he is, a, he is a homosexual person playing a straight man, playing a woman in the, in this story and <laughs> while also being in the army in the forties and no comment on it. No, it's fine. Yep. They just identify that that is happening uh -huh. and don't say anything else, which I really liked. Yeah. And everyone accepts it. Well, I also really liked that they snap when they were not singing, they went back into that um, kind of screwball comedy style dialogue, which I thought was very cool. Yeah, and at one point, I think they're like they're dancing very two thousands or the, very oh, they're sexually. like grinding. But then they get into the like Charleston at one point and then go back to it. Oh, so now, I, now that I think about it, maybe it was a maybe it is a a Dua Lipa. Dua, what's her name? Dua, Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Maybe it's one of her songs because she shows up. She does, and she is great. Yeah. I, I We're going to talk her. about her later, yeah. but I am impressed. Yeah. Maybe it was one of her songs. Perhaps. We need to do some research. Mm -hmm. But it was, uh, <laughs> but I tried. I tried like Googling the lyrics as like the, the scene was going on and failed. Nothing. <laughs> um, so, but it was, yeah. So then Dua Lipa comes in as the other woman and uh, the, the members of the platoon responding and being so invested was just so funny. Yeah. And uh, I, I hate that my default position is to be a softie, but like no jokes at anybody's expense. It was just this weird premise and it was well executed. The end. Yeah. Great sketch. Yeah. So then uh, we get into a fake Hulu ad that was so good. <laughs> I, w I thought my, because I'm watching this on Hulu yeah. at home, I thought that they had, it would, it had gone to a commercial. <laughs> so you, were you trying to fast forward? I was or? about to like, like look at my phone or whatever and then i realized i like it, i think it's keenan's doing the voiceover or something and then i went uh, oh this is a real thing yeah uh or not a real thing it is a, a sketch yeah so this is um a fake hulu ad for a teacher which i guess is a real show on hulu yeah with uh, kate i think it's kate mara 
as yes. the teacher. Yeah. So uh, Andy Desmukes is a student, and he and good kind of editing where they keep on him mm-hmm. as he's talking about like you know you've been helping me out and kind of doing the uh, kind of teenage seduction thing to this older you presume female teacher and then it cuts to this like gray-haired ego who is having none of this right yeah which like just they really play on the idea like oh wait so i'm gonna lose my job and my health insurance and my parking spot for like having sex with an inexperienced teenager like no yeah and not 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 only is he inexperienced but he's stupid He's getting a C. He doesn't know how to read. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like that a lot. He's like, oh, so you think I'm going to lose all this? Because I, uh, for somebody that can't pass the SAT. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Which I think was like a really good point. Like, because uh, I know that like Florence Nightingale uh, kind of syndrome exists, right? Where like mm-hmm. uh, women that protect vulnerable men fall in love with them. Or at least that's the idea. Yeah. That So like that, I think, is, and also broken people that commit uh, sexual assault to minors exists too. Right. So, uh, but I just like the idea. It's like, no, 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 <laughs> I am not. No, go away. No. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And yeah. Also being like, yeah, I'm so confident because I don't like, you never see a confident pedophile. <laughs> yes. I have the swagger of not being a pedophile. It's yeah. a great line of egos. Um, notably, this is the only sketch that she's in mm-hmm. tonight or last night. And, she we, we talked about last week her she is strongest in film sketches mm-hmm. so like if you're gonna only use her in one sketch this is the place to put her she was perfect I think if uh, I I think that she wins most improved yeah player of the year or the season so I far. think so yeah, yeah she's she's definitely they're giving her a lot of uh, at bats for sure right because mm-hmm. I remember earlier we were talking about like why she, what is her like strengths. Yeah. What is it that you do here? And I yeah. think that her, uh, she's definitely doing a great job in these film sketches. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then towards the end, Kristen shows up and thinks the worst of the situation. Uh, and then we realize that she is uh, actually in love with Andy's character as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he turns a, we realize that he is now 18. Uh, and then now he's not into it. Yeah. It's not, it's not interesting anymore. Is not doing it for him. Yeah. So good, really interesting sketch, relatively short, very well executed in terms of like um, kind of art style and premise. And uh, from what I understand, it's a, it's, it is accurate. I also like that. Um, I think Ego's character goes like, are people still doing this? Like, mm-hmm. what, like adult women <laughs> um, that are into teenage boys. Yeah, I don't know why any adult woman would be into a teenage boy. Mental illness. <laughs> um, so <laughs> the, the, I, that's the reason. Yeah. So uh, then we get to another live sketch. I put this in the same act as these other two. So I think mm-hmm. it, we left we left the fake commercial and went back to a live sketch. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. Um, so it's an alternate ending to Home Alone Two. I was bracing for. Donald Trump jokes and did not get them, which made me happy. Yeah, I thought that that's where they were going. So uh, instead, it is Melissa Villasenor as uh, Kevin. Mm-hmm. And Kristen is the bird lady. I don't believe I've seen Home Alone 2 Lost in New York since I saw it in theaters in 1994. Yeah, I, I think I've only seen it once. I, don't have a strong, I do not have a strong working memory of this movie. Yeah. Uh, but I guess he befriends a, a bird lady in, um, in Central Park. Yeah. So 
she uh it's he's uh they they meet up and he is talking about like oh i've did all you know i have this big room doll to myself and i had all these pizzas whatever and basically she's we get the idea that bird lady is trying to work kevin for some perks uh-huh. uh and he feeds the birds the pizza as opposed to feeding her the pizza and then he's gonna help her get a hotel room um and then uh i forget their actual name but the wet bandits the, uh-huh. the daniel stern and joe pesci characters enter in the as kyle and mikey uh and then she's worried that he's going to rob kevin so she murders them yep oh yeah and there's a lot of blood yeah, I didn't know where the sketch was going, but it really seemed like a. Re- it seemed like the purpose of the sketch was to shower Kristen in fake blood. Uh huh. Like that's yeah. where we were going. Yeah, maybe it was upon her request. She was like, "I want a sketch where I'm covered in blood." Yeah, it just it was because it, it wasn't really working for me at the beginning, and I liked the way that it kind of subverted some expectations, and that especially like the the because uh, it seemed like they're. Kristen was not fully prepared for the level of blood. Yeah. Uh, she seemed to be taken aback by it. I also really liked uh, Melissa's character, you know, Kevin, the Macaulay Culkin character says, uh, you killed them. And he's like, she says, no, we killed we, them. We killed them. Which I thought was <laughs> great. Both of us did this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wish that they would have played up more that like, because then it started to seem like she was threatening Kevin. Yeah. You know, and I wish that they would have played that a little bit more like, okay, now you're going to really help me because I'm more dangerous than these guys. I think I'm not a I'm not a comedy writer. I think the sketch could have started 30 seconds into it. Mm -hmm. Done less of the Kevin McAllister stuff. Yeah. And that or less of the he doesn't understand why he doesn't understand how he can help her. Right. Because she's talking about, oh, the pizza and, oh, the room, and maybe you could get two rooms. And, like, I, I think we could have gotten to that kind of faster. Yeah. And then you get to do more, like you said, with her extorting him. Yeah. I think uh, this happens a lot with sketches where you got to find the game or the joke of the scene. And a lot of the times, uh, comedy writers will get caught and they'll try to play both mm-hmm. games, which is you know, that he's oblivious to that she needs help. Yeah. And then that she's going to to extort him. And so they tried to play both, whereas if they would have just focused on one, it would have been a funnier sketch, I think. Yeah, I think it would have been more effective because, like, it was kind of a waste of Melissa. Yeah. Kristen was good. Yeah. Uh, And the the Wet Bandit guys were there to die. Yeah. Which is fine. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so... It was fine. It was probably one of the, the lesser of them. Yeah, it was it was a short, got to the point, and we moved on. If you're going to be bad, not bad. If you're not going to be as good, mm-hmm. be fast. Yeah. Uh, musical guest was Dua Lipa. She was great. Yeah. She uh, sang live, had a live band on stage, had like, I think, four backup dancers. Mm-hmm. And her, so she sang basically the hits. She sang Don't Start Now, which I know as the did a full 180 song from TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, and the levitating song. Mm-hmm. And she just slayed. I knew nothing about her. I had, I watched her tiny desk concert. Okay. Uh, from a few months ago or maybe a couple months ago. Um, so I so when I watched that, I went, oh, it's all these songs I've heard. Mm-hmm. But I didn't associate them with anybody. Yeah. And uh her just sheer command of the stage, I was very impressed by. Yeah, I kept the I kept thinking of the word elegant every time yeah. she was on there. I was just like, she's just 
I can watch her all day. Well, and she's yeah, I, I, I she's mesmerizing, right? Like yeah. she, she's got a good stage presence. I really she sang with a track because I don't think there was any backup people there, but it wasn't like um, to cover her performance. Mm-hmm. Like she was de- absolutely singing live. She had her little combo. She had, she was able to kind of dance and sing. She's just she was. Uh, what I kind of liked is that it, it didn't look she was working that hard. She's kind of there's some ease there that I think is what you're you're picking up on. Yeah, yeah. She was just like you said. She slayed it, but it was like she did it in her own way, mm-hmm. and uh, it was just it was it was elegant. Yeah, and and I guess and I did like a little bit of googling of her, and apparently she started as a model, and that makes a lot of sense to me. Where she kind of started with stage presence and kind of making herself look great and whatever. I've watched far too many series of America's Next Top Model to not understand, like, <laughs> so that that is a job and it is hard. Yeah. Uh, and so having somebody with that model mentality of, like, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to command a lot of attention in a, uh, a very efficient way. Yeah. Uh, with the songs, and I looked, she is a credited writer on almost every single song that she's produced on her two records. So wow. even if there's multiple songwriters, she is contributing, which is not always the case with pop singers. So I, yeah. there's a lot to respect there. And she's like super young. She's 25. She's 25? Yes. Yeah. So there's a chance. <laughs> That's exactly what I mean. <laughs> uh, she was great. So uh, so between her showing up in a sketch and her performance, I definitely would look forward to her coming back. Yeah. Yeah, I think she could host. I think so too. She was pretty strong in uh, the, the limited role she had in that sketch. Yeah. I mean, if Halsey can host, yeah, then so can Dua Lipa. Yeah, she definitely can. Um, her actual name. What is it? That is it. That's her actual name. That's her actual name. Now I feel really bad that I said it wrong. Well, no, <laughs> I I was confident it was going to be a stage name, so I looked yeah. it up, but apparently, uh, it, her her she is of Armenian descent. So yeah, how can she not be? that elegant with with that name when you're given that name you're automatically a star she is of albanian descent okay after julipa is update and che and jost are just so strong they're they're doing such a great job this is a stacked update very stacked yeah so they started with their kind of let's get the political stuff out of the way thing uh talking about uh, I really like the way that Jost started that said, barring a reverse Christmas miracle, this will be the last update with President Donald Trump. And that mm-hmm. got a reaction. Oh, even at my house, I was like, oh, my gosh, he's right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then we I really liked the photo montage that they did with uh, closing time. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. No, it didn't make me like him at all. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say, kind of made me like it. No, really change, really turned me around. <laughs> uh, we do some more uh, Pence is gay material. That uh, Pence didn't feel a thing when he got his injection, just like he didn't feel a thing when he saw Harry Styles in a dress. <laughs> right. Uh, I they did one of those. Let's introduce this character and give him an epithet. So uh, when they showed McConnell, just uh, this is McConnell calmly watching a school bus stall on the train tracks. That was gold. That was very good. That was a great joke. Um, So uh, Che did a good thing about, so I guess there were some pro-Trump protesters that uh, took some Black Lives Matter signs down and burned them uh, at some churches. Mm -hmm. And he did a thing where he's like, well, if you're the person that's burning down stuff at a black church, then maybe you're the bad guy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) With that inflection. Um. Hey, you know what? Uh, so, what was the joke that really didn't get anything? 
I don't know. The Dr. Biden one. The Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That she should stop using her... Uh, Stop saying that she's a doctor. Yeah, they set up this. They set the premise was there's this Wall Street Journal um, op-ed yeah. from some idiot that's saying that having a PhD is not like being a doctor, which is just like not even the genesis of that term. Right. Medical doctors co-opted a doctorate, but it really just means like that level of education. So uh-huh. Shut up. Yeah. And then they used it. The, the thing that didn't work, what I was trying to get you to, is that, well, Dr. Biden has sometime acted as a nurse. Right. And like That got nothing. Nothing. I don't think we're, uh, I don't think the, the SNL audience, which is going to I naturally skew a little uh, liberal or a lot liberal right now, um, is into Biden is frail jokes. Like, we're not doing that. Right. And I think that was the example. Yeah. Like, that audience was did not think that was funny. No, they didn't. Um, I do. I, I notice that Colin does that a lot, where he tries to to kind of make jokes about more li- like jokes on the liberal side. Yeah, um, which I think is bold because <laughs> know your audience. Oh yeah, for sure. So I, I, it's, it was so funny. It's like, oh no, this audience did not think that was funny. Yeah, that would have slayed on Turning Point USA. Yeah, um, and then we get to. Our first correspondent sketch, and this is a, this happened in the news, so let's do it, with uh, Chris Red as Smokey Robinson, who apparently doesn't know what Hanukkah is. <laughs> yeah, it's never heard of Jewish people. Yeah, oh man, <laughs> the way that he described it, um, where he's like, I always knew about white people, there's like nice white, and mean white, <laughs> and rich white, and poor white, like, just this creation of Smokey Robinson was so funny. Yeah. That just not knowing anything about Jewish people, and then Chase' response: Of course, I know white people. I work in, or of course, I know Jewish people. I work in show business. Yeah, yeah, they kind of run the thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then he sang like a, a soulful version of the dreidel song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was very funny. Like Chris doesn't do a lot of impressions, Mm-mm. and apparently he had this one. Or he was yeah. able to make this one. And it was very funny. Yeah, it made me miss him. Because we haven't seen a lot of him. Not a lot. And what I liked about it is I didn't... It didn't feel like the beginning of the Dion Warwick sketch of like, let's explain this. Mm-hmm. He just, you know... Che kind of did the setup for him. Like, oh, hey, you know, I saw that you hadn't... You mispronounced Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Yeah. Chinooka. And I didn't know this story. And no. you don't need to set it up. If I'm interested, I'll go look it up, you know? Exactly. It's, it's nice to just get into it and let's make the jokes. Exactly. So I, I thought it was great. It was a very st- strong impression. Smokey Robinson's apparently an interesting person. It was great. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, it was funny. I try not to get on social media af- until we after we record this because I want to come in fresh. But um, Cameo tweeted uh, the... the So SNL tweeted the, the correspondence sketch with the Smokey Robinson thing, and then Cameo was like, hey, my, I made it. So the fact that Cameo, the Twitter account, yeah. had been recognized in the premise of this joke, because that's <laughs> where Smokey Robinson said Chinooka, uh, well, I thought it was very interesting. Some, yeah. Some corporate synergy. Yeah, and they mentioned Cameo in the in the Christmas sketch as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that that was one of the things that yeah. they got. In, uh, they got a Cameo from McLovin. McLovin. Yeah. Awesome. Um <laughs> So then uh, get to the, the weirder part of the jokes with the Indians changing their name, which doesn't feel fair because the only black people in Utah, they call the jazz, <laughs> which I love. Uh, great joke. Yeah. 
and then we've got uh, Keenan as Willie. I, I love. I love this character. This character is Talk to me about is great. Uh, it's a uh, Chase fictional uh, neighbor who uh, is played by Keenan, and he is just so wrong, but is such a lovable character. Yeah, that he can say whatever he wants. I think like, uh, and and they do a good game here. Like one of my favorites was how he said that he did everything right, and now he's he stayed the appropriate distance, like 500 feet from a school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I forget the other the other jokes here, but all um, of it is so wrong and so funny. Yeah, it's really just like an absurd punchline device, right? Uh-huh. So um, he's talking about where he got the... He was looking all over for the vaccine, so he was just injecting all of these random needles. Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> the CEO of Pfizer gave it to him, which was just some African guy. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, you... Uh, then I woke up in a bathtub and he's just like, they always say they replaced your organs with newspaper again, Willie. (laughs) Uh, it's basically that, right? So then you realize that's the kind of construction of the sketch. Yeah. Uh, and then there, uh, there's this horrible thing with this dog where it's like my dog wouldn't come. So I put peanut butter on the (laughs) rifle, just like they always say, you can't make a fur coat out of one dog, Willie. Yeah. Just, (laughs) Horrifying, just horrible. But it, he's so funny and so so upbeat. The way it's just the delivery of these horrendous punchlines yeah. is what makes a sketch. He he. I think there was one punchline. I think it was lethal injection that he even laughed at. Oh yeah, it's like oh we the he the his father was volunteered to make the community safer by getting this <laughs> shot, and it was the it was lethal injection. Yeah. And the way he delivered it, I think, made himself crack up. Yeah. Oh, so good. So Willie just did his thing. Uh, made a. So then we get out of that. They make a Tom Cruise hype joke. Mm-hmm. Because uh, uh, Tom Cruise had this uh, rant. Yeah. Because Tom Cruise is a... I mean, I like his movies, but he's not a great guy. He's not, but at the same time, I appreciate him getting that worked up. Because Hollywood is letting actors make movies while shutting everything down. And then these two guys are not following protocol. And it's like, do you realize how special like we're getting treated right now? Yes. Uh, I, yes. I, I, I think it is the Scientology of it all yeah. that makes him like not a great. So like, I think that him, his sentiments in the audio are fair. Yeah. Maybe not effectively rendered. I'm not, yeah. I, I'm not somebody that's really been moved by being berated. No. So like, so I think what he said is accurate, right? So yeah. uh, being able to work in this industry is a gift to begin with and to be able to do it given the circumstances is something that should be taken care of. It seems as though it was like a couple of guys that were a little too close for a whatever. <laughs> they were like, watching the monitors. Yeah, something. it seemed like the incident was m- seemed to be minor. Yeah. He went nuts. Somebody <laughs> recorded it, so bless whoever recorded it. Um, and then... Uh, I'm saying all of that because the height joke they made was, you know, they were supposed to be five feet, but with camera angles, it seemed like it was actually more like five four. Yeah. So <laughs> Tom Tom Cruise, I think he's five seven, and I'm five eight, so I feel yeah. a little attacked, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, and then we brought back. Uh, I th- I'm not sure if this is somebody we brought back. Heidi as a like an influ- like an Instagram influencer. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we've done this before. No, because she's usually what the YouTuber, right? Yeah, she's done the the YouTuber. I swear she had something where she had. I think she did a sketch where it was like her, she was like an influencer and she had like a boyfriend that she was haranguing or something. Yeah. 
um, last season. Uh, but this one where it's like no ads telling these great like Instagram kind of, I love these things. And then they're just incongruous corporate tie-ins. The first oh, yeah. one being like a portfolio management with Merrill Lynch. Right. That, that no teenage Instagram influencer would have any business talking about. No. And then, you know, the greatest gift for your mom is watching Dune on HBO Max. <laughs> I do it every year or something. Yeah. I do it every said. Yeah. Uh, and like her, she, Heidi's doing a very lived in character. Like she always does. Uh, makeup was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, really had the look and the, her kind of mannerisms are really good. Um, and what I really liked is when he called her out how much she changed. Mm-hmm. She did this like soft R baby voice yeah. thing, and uh, which I thought was such an interesting choice. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, the, that's the real her is like this. The real her is this like very scared, very insecure, trying to make her friends feel from high school feel like she is okay. It was just like a cool extra layer where like another character could have argued or fought or whatever, but mm-hmm. instead she just like retreated because she's like her character is creating this brand yeah. that once penetrated reveals that she is this like small damaged person. I, it's like that is that is why I like her so much. Yeah. 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 It was a great character. Uh, what what do you think about all three of these going on Chase side? Would they they've done this this whole season where when they have guests or correspondents, yeah. they stay to one side. They don't like go back and forth. I thought about that. I, I had that thought. I, it's gotta just be like a directing thing. Like they if they're yeah. gonna have a two shot, they want it on the same side every hmm. time. Yeah. I think, but I also don't have a good memory of a, a time in which there were two anchors and then they had correspondence on either side. I like I just don't have enough of a frame of reference. Oh, yeah. I can't be like, well, when it was Tina and Jimmy, they alternated. Like I have yeah. no idea. So I don't yeah, know if that's, that's like an point. always been the case. Yeah. But it's also, you know, like we've had these two for a while, but before that it was just Seth. And before that it was Seth and Amy. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know. Yeah. Um and then we get to the end where they write jokes for each other, and uh, <laughs> they are so good. <laughs> che definitely beat Joe's on this one. Yeah, so this is their now annual tradition of writing jokes for each other, where basically they make them say terrible things. Uh-huh. And Jost typically makes Jay or Che sexual, and Che makes Jost racist. Yep. Uh, m- the last one was perfect. It was the best joke of the night. Yeah, what, what was the last joke? That uh, the lead singer from Creed is going to be in a new movie uh, playing uh, Frank Sinatra. And also, uh, Sammy Davis Jr. is going to be played by Scarlett Johansson. It's just so funny. <laughs> it's, you know, it's funny because Scarlett Johansson is his wife. Yes. It's funny because she has gotten flack for playing characters of other races. Right. Ah. And gender, too. Wasn't she supposed to play a transgender role as well? Yeah, she kind of got, uh, was going to play a trans a, a character that was transgender and then backed out after Backlash. And then she was also uh, the lead in Ghost in a Shell, which is right. like, meant to be an Asian character. And they just kind of whitewashed that. <laughs> so it like it was, it's good. It was a great, it was a great, great joke. Um, so after that is the three-way Grinch sketch. Oh, gosh. This one was was. I just I found it an interesting choice to have Pete play the Grinch. 
I think he he nailed the voice. I was surprised. Yeah. But the energy level was so low, and I was just like, okay, where's this going? Nowhere. Yeah. Is the problem right? So like it, there was one joke. Yeah. They had a three away with the Grinch. That was it. That's it. Yeah. They didn't reveal that they had a three way with the Grinch, right? Like they they, we see the Who's, mom and dad are tired, so mom and dad are um. Uh, Mikey Day and Kristen, Kyle and Chloe are the kids. Mm-hmm. Again, <laughs> it, it, right in uh, in good um, makeup for the the men have kind of more pronounced um, Grinch makeup on. Or, yeah, uh, who, who makeup on? Yeah, and then they're like they sock to th- say that they're tired, and then we see Pete come down as the Grinch uh, with external underpants on. Uh, which is, it's weird to have a naked, a traditionally naked character wearing clothes. Yeah. Uh, and then a house robe. And then, our house coat. And then it, we, he, we clearly understand very early that they had three-way last night. Yeah. And then it's just them talking about it and the kids being confused. But, like, we don't learn anything. Yeah. It's a very, it, it, the jokes, too, were very cheap. They weren't playing to the top of their intelligence. They were like. Yeah. A lot of these s- sexual jokes that, again, weren't really jokes. No. I wonder if they were maybe banking on Jim Carrey coming back, and so they had <laughs> writ- wrote, written this joke before or this sketch before. Oh, that's funny. You know? Yeah. And then he didn't come back, and they were like, yeah, we'll just throw Pete in there. Just, it just, th- there was, yeah, maybe in the hands of a different Grinch, it's a little better, but I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. Well, yeah, d- the writing was already bad in it but yeah. then to also have such a low energy grinch yeah it it just made it, could it have even lived worse in performance but it didn't do that either because yeah. like you know having this kind of yeah they're both fawning over uh the grinch character yeah i don't know i would have rather seen kate play the grinch and just make it yeah literally just go there yeah i don't know i i didn't like it 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 had it it had nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. The end. Yeah. Um, so the last sketch of the night is the other recurring character. It is Kristen Wiig as the aunt that like surprises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not here for it. It it uh, it took too long. <laughs> That's the whole problem with yeah. this sketch. Yeah. It takes too long. It's yeah. the same. It's the same joke. She's so friggin' excited. And she can do interesting physical things, mm-hmm. but it it is it is a let's look at the weirdo sketch, right? So it's all these people just like, please, please be okay. And then they just keep cutting to her in uh and additional absurdity. Right. And it's what it it doesn't escalate very well either. I think I think like the problem with this sketch and it showed here is the stakes weren't high enough, I don't think. Yeah. So you don't really like, oh, she's gonna ruin the surprise that someone came home. We know she's going to. Yeah, yeah. And so if if the stakes were higher, if it meant more, and then if they built on it, they like show her, you know, being excited for two minutes. Right. And then they get to him coming home. Right. And it's like, oh, you just jump from one place to the other. Yeah. So it was a uh, Punky, Lauren, Beck, and Melissa that seems to be adult children with their aunt, uh, mm-hmm. who is Kristen. Uh, and then later, the the pop that's coming home is is Alex. Um, so uh, here are my bullets for this this sketch. 
three for the names of the actors and one for I hate this sketch. <laughs> I, hate, I hate this character. And then it seemed like they had some uh, technical problems. Yeah. So like the, uh, the idea was that she was supposed to, at the end, get so excited that she puts her hands in the stockings to protect her hands, to break through the glass, and then leave. Mm-hmm. But there was some either blocking or camera direction thing where like she almost seemed like she was confused or didn't know what to do. So she just kind of like flails through <laughs> the window. It's not like she punched through it. Yeah. She just kind of like crossed through this like break breakaway window. Yeah. And that was it. And that was it. And, and then she, she comes back. down yeah. through the chimney with lights and they don't really do a good job of explaining why she has the lights. Like we, we hear them say that those are my outside lights, but like what? Yeah. And then she just leaves again. Yeah. She with just the like tree. leave. Right. And she takes the tree, which also doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah. Just really bad. Last two sketches, really bad writing. Yeah. Uh, which I was worried was going to be the whole night, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Yeah. Um, so that's so that's the sketch. That's the that's the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you watch the the cut for time digital short? Yeah, the teenage, the middle age, the middle age Ninja yes, Turtles. Yes, yes, episode two. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was so good. I loved it. Yeah. They should have put that in. And I m- would have much rather that than the home for the holidays sketch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we didn't need to talk about much about it, but it's, you know, the, the Ninja Turtles are middle-aged <laughs> and just going through middle-aged stuff. And it's some great, like, specific, you're getting old observations, like my back hurts when I bend down for the laundry. Yeah. And then another way of addressing kids telling their parents that they can't come home, like Donatello's daughter yeah. isn't going to come home <laughs> for the holidays because she's... Uh, but it was it was very good. I was happy to see it. I'm yeah. bummed it didn't make the actual episode. Yeah, yeah. I like that Raphael is, might be racist, too, because yeah. he likes Trump. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we get to the goodnights. No Cecily or 80 this episode, but everybody else, and lots of everybody else. And so what I was kind of alluding to at the beginning is I, I'm i really starting to see Kyle, Chloe, Beck as like the, the strong kind of the new set of anchors. Because mm-hmm. Chloe was in a fair amount yeah, and not just as impressions, which I think is good. She's like breaking away from that. I think she must be getting in with like the good neighbor guys because she's been appearing in some of these film sketches. So the Beck and Kyle show, mm-hmm. she's been kind of entering that. And I think that that is good for her in terms of her success. And she's very good. I love her. She's she's one of my favorites right now. And yeah. to see her again improve from the beginning of this season. And is, it felt, yeah. And like Melissa could have been replaced by Chloe in the Home Alone 2 sketch, and you would not have noticed because she wasn't really doing much of a Macaulay Culkin impression. No. So I think that um, I, I, I'm starting to see that kind of core form. Heidi is also very, very good. Yeah. Um, I think that we're going to see her continue to be in correspondent pieces because she's so good at writing those things. Or yeah. She's good at performing them. I don't know who's writing them but they like writing those for her. So uh, it was very cool to see, like, especially now that we, you know, Alex is going to be Biden for foreseeably the next four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle, when he's not just doing his I'm a weirdo Kyle stuff, is he's good at that too, but it's nice seeing him just like be a normal person in a sketch. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm excited for the feature. Like, I never want Kate to leave, but she's going to eventually. And yeah. it's going to be... Um, but I also, it's also notable that of the kind of senior most players, she has been around 
uh, all of this season. Heidi's taken, I'm sorry, Adie's taken time off. Cecily has barely been on the show. Keenan's taken time off. Chris has taken time off. Yeah. Kate has not. Yeah. Yeah, that's her home. Yeah. Uh, and so also with the good nights, uh, Kristen was very thankful to be there again, saying how much it was nice to be home and being with this cast and crew. Like you really do feel like she she cares, mm-hmm. uh, which makes sense. Um, did you notice the conspicuous time that they showed the trombone player? No, I didn't. So they're playing uh, a waltz in A, the, the closing song, uh-huh. and then they hold on the trombone player who is like, uh, so it was like an extra shot of him playing in his little uh, plexiglass thing. Hmm. Trombone's player is, uh, <laughs> trombone player is a guy named Steve Turry, which I, lo- which I looked up, um, and I was like, is he leaving? Is he retiring? Like, I couldn't find, like, any additional information, but they they held on him for a long time, which it, seems that there was a reason for that. Maybe he was a Santa Claus in the beginning. Sketch. Who knows? <laughs> but, like, uh, I look forward to finding out why they did that. Yeah. Um, so who was your favorite? I'm sorry. What was your favorite sketch of the night? Favorite sketch of the night? I'm going to go with the uh, the Christmas morning one with the the mom. I thought that that was just such a funny sketch. And immediately I sent it to my mom because it was so relatable and so well done. So that is my favorite sketch. Uh, I was dying. Uh, just to give some more love to more things, uh, the Christmas Eve 47 mm-hmm. um, USO style sketch, I thought was so good. And a great um, great showcase for Bowen. Yeah. Is that, is that your favorite sketch of the I night? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, just to not repeat. And then uh, who is your favorite uh, not ready for primetime player this week? This one is tough because it was so spread out that it, like everybody was featured at least like once. And so yeah. there wasn't a lot to go off of. But I'm going to go with Kate. I'm Kate. going with Kate McKinnon. Classic. She just uh, she's just good. And I agree. She brings it. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I'm going to do uh, Beck for both mm. Christmas morning and his kind of smaller role in 47, his Pence. Uh-huh. Is uh, he's he's doing what they're giving him. I I, I uh, like him a lot, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Beck. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. Um, and then, are you our stock up, stock down? Are you more or less interested in Dua Lipa than you were before? I'm way more interested. She's great. She is amazing. Yeah, and I've I already liked her. I like her the, a couple of her songs, TikToks, and but I didn't know that she was that good of a performer. Yes. And that's that's the thing. That's like my that's what I love about this show mm-hmm. is that it really shows what people are like on stage live with a real audience. And she was great. She was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was very impressed. So I absolutely am interested. And then uh, are you uh, anxious for the next Kristen Wiig thing? Yeah, I'm a big Kristen Wiig fan and I'm very excited for a Wonder Woman 84, even though she didn't promote it at all. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like, what's the next Kristen Wiig thing I'm watching? It's Wonder Woman 84 yeah. in six days, and I'm very, very excited about that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, yeah. She, yeah, she uh, didn't fully change my mind, uh, but I appreciate, uh, removed from the trappings of her recurring characters, she's a very good sketch performer. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think it is fully her fault that I struggle with her. Because, I like, 
she's not the only person okaying the nth gilly. Right. That's not necessarily her fault. Right. right? Um, but I love the Californians. It was running to the ground, but it was, uh, it was, it became a let me make you break machine. Yeah. Which I'm into. Yeah. That uh, one was re- was really Fred Armisen. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. It's it's Fred and Bill and her yeah. and Keenan and whomever was the host <laughs> that week and, um, so it was like a good ensemble sketch. So like I don't. That's not her fault. Right? Yeah. Like Bill's in the Californians as much as she is. Right. Um. So in Vanessa Bayer. So like, uh, so it's just these, she got so many recurring characters and they drove them into the ground. And I think that colors my, my experience with her. But yeah. I thought, I think watching her is like, I'm improved. And I've also seen a lot of her stuff as yeah. well. So it's not like I'm going, Oh, Kristen Wiggs in something. I won't watch it. But I was nervous about this week and uh, I'm thankful that, uh, those, those apprehensions were not, Born out. Yeah. I, I really like her in movies. I think I, she's great in movies. I do too. And what I think is interesting about her career is that she has both been in comedy movies like Bridesmaids, mm-hmm. but she's also in The Martian. Yeah. And now this Wonder Woman 84, where she's probably going to get some jokes in there, but she's also a villain. Did you ever see the movie that was on, a, a, I think it was a Lifetime movie, Oh, where like her and um, Will Ferrell make like a legit Lifetime movie? Yeah, and like it's serious. I've not seen it. Oh, it's so good. It's so serious, and they don't play any jokes. Right. The joke is that it exists. Yeah. N- not the the execution. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that is our episode. We're going to take a, at least a little bit of a hi- uh, hiatus. So we don't know when the season will return. Mm-hmm. it'll probably be sometime after Martin Luther King. We're probably not going to take that much time off, but we're going to uh, skip next week at the very least for the holidays and then kind of keep you appraised is when we're going to do uh, additional episodes. I am. Uh, oh, I almost tweeted what I was searching on Twitter. Don't do Ooh. that, Brian. I am not Dion Warwick. <laughs> Just wanted to double check. They have not announced anything yet. So we will uh, take maybe a week or two off and then, Probably come back with some either Tales from the One-Timers Club looking at uh, some other kind of specialty kinds of things uh, before we get back into the season, which I presume will start in January. Uh, But between now and then, please make sure you rate, review, and uh, subscribe to us on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. You can find us at SN Rewind on Twitter. You can email us at snrewindpod at gmail.com. You can find Randall at Fresh Cut Randall on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. And you can find me at Mr. B Paradise on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. But there's no tweet. There's no TikToks there. <laughs> but you can still find them. You'll find my face yeah. attached yeah. to a profile with no videos. Yeah. And just know that I'm there watching people build <laughs> their vans and do joinery. Yeah. So that is it for our episode. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy uh, Hanukkah. Have a joyous Kwanzaa. Thank you so much. Have a happy new year. We're so happy that we've been able to do this for, I don't know, however many episodes. It's been a a fun time. We're back here together uh, on the pod porch. And stay safe. Get a vaccine if you can. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Be kind. Be kind. (laughs) Be kind.